Hello, darling, this is Louis, darling, it's so nice to have you back where you belong. Welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast. Hello, everybody. It's us again. How are you? Just want again. Just, just check again. it up on you guys, making sure you're okay. Give me, give me a little pat on the shoulder. Come up from behind you. Not not too fast. Making sure we don't scare you. Just letting you know that it's, it's, a, it's a warm embrace from a good friend. So this podcast features the open-minded musings of two mid-forties curmudgeons who stared on the prospect of entertainment relevance. I'm your co-host Bill Scurry of something called American Caesar Enterprises, which Noah uh, for years has been a shadowy NGO which influences elections in Central and Latin America in the direction of ultimately stocking those nations' shelves with delicious combo-crunchable snacks. <laughs> do they still make combos? Oh, yes, they do. They do? And, and we, they... Own, we own the market in El Salvador. Really? In El Salvador, they, really, they really cheese your hunger. I, can, I probably have not eaten a combo in, like, 20 years, but, like, can't you, like, just taste it so, act like, on your tongue? Like, you can conjure it up. So, nothing tasted like a combo. And this um, week's episode is sponsored by Nestle, who makes combos. Yes. Do they make combos? I don't by know. By the way, I need to correct it. You said Central and Latin America, which I think uh, is, I think Central is considered part of Latin America, but that's okay. Uh, uh, interesting oh, fact. Latin America would have been the pan. That would have been Central and South, I guess you could yes, say. Yes, exactly. I, be, I yeah. believe so. Now, okay, right. interest, interesting trivia fact that, that most Americans don't know and that I was privy to and uh, so what I don't know about you, Bill, but growing up in so I lived in the United States till I was fifteen, and I was taught in school. What were you taught growing up in Long Island? What is North America? What does North America consist of? In North America consists of Mexico, Canada, and uh, United States. Right, that's what I was taught growing up in the public schools of the Northern New Jersey educational system. I moved to Montreal, Canada, when I'm fifteen. Canada. And Which, people, you know, by the way, you'll notice he says Montreal, as you're supposed Montreal, to say. Montreal, exactly. Montreal, Canada, which 80% defined itself in opposition to the United States, or at least did then. Where I was taught that North America is Canada and the United States, full stop. I had a class in 11th grade called North American Literature, and it was just Canada and the U.S. And when I said to someone that Mexico is part of North America, I, it, it, I got literally la- – it's like when I referred to paper mache. What? It's papier-mâché. So there you go. Nor- the definition of North America is up in the air. So I guess I shouldn't criticize you about the definition of Latin America. My, uh, who my, knows what, what different countries might have different definitions. My ninth grade uh, global studies teacher, uh, he said, you know, we, we go around calling ourselves Americans. He says, yeah. you know, the proper, you know, he goes, there's two ways you could be more precise. You could say we're North Americans and or he says, I, it was his own phrase. He says he calls himself a, a United Statesian. Uh, one of the founding fathers, it might have been Hamilton, I don't remember who, maybe Adams, proposed that we refer to ourselves as Unistatians, which is, I mean, I hate it when people talk about this country being America. I mean, I think calling us Americans, I think, is okay, because what the fuck else are you going to, Unistatians is ridiculous. But if we've been doing it since, you know, 1780 or whatever, we'd be used to it. Uh, but yeah, I don't like when you refer to the United States as America. That mm-hmm. kind of strikes me as... Also, you don't you you don't like you don't like when I call Manhattan New York too, you know. Oh, or, or the, oh no! Or the worse city. than that is the city. Yeah. When people in Brooklyn talk about going into the city, yeah, man, that's old dri- school. Oh, drives me up the fucking wall. 
Worse than that, dude. Worse than that. When I was 17 years old and I was traveling in Paris with two guys from Manhattan. And in Paris, they just idly said, oh, this is different back in the city. So in Paris, the city was Manhattan. And I'm like, dude, you're in fucking Paris. Don't say the city and expect everyone to assume it's Manhattan. Like, get over yourself. Anyway, uh, who am I, Bill? Yeah, that's a good question. Let's, let's uh, get to this. Everyone's right. waiting. So uh, my name is Noah Tarno. I am the founder and the senior quiz master of the big quiz thing. The trivia game show spectacular. I am an American. I am a Unistatian. I live here in San Francisco, California. And thank God I live in California. Uh, Bill, you gave up on this fucking country. Yeah, I, I was sagacious. I read the tea leaves and sagacious. I got the hell out of there right at the right time. Anyway, we're not here. Well, we talk. Some politics might creep. Some politics will creep into this topic. So every week or every week we do a show. We've been missing lately, but, you know, we're busy guys. Uh, we look at something that's new, that's hot, that's hip, that's happening, and we try to make sense of it. And, Bill, this was an excellent suggestion. Oh, I'm glad you liked I, it. I, yeah, I hadn't heard of it, but once I dug in a little, I discovered this is hot and happening. Yeah, man. And yeah. Uh, it is it is the new thing. And there's a lot to say. There's a lot of meat on this bone, as uh, my my great uncle might have said. Uh, what is our topic this week? We are talking William about K? Dolly Mini. Uh, that is spelled D-A-L-L. Uh, is it Dolly Mini? Dolly Mini? What do you, what do you No, call? it's been rebranded this past oh, week. Oh, it's it, called cray, cray, Crayon, I guess, right? I think it's called Crayon just with the extra I yeah, to yeah. put AI in there. The, the That's in, my... Infix, the, well, right. most, most people know it as Dolly Mini, but yes. It was Dolly Mini, but it was unconnected with Dolly, Dolly a, a portmanteau of Wally, the the Pixar the, movie, the little and yeah, the robot, Salvador Dali, yeah, and Dali Mini was ripping them off, you could say, and then the Dali people said, "Stop calling yourself that." So they, as of this week, they are crayon. So yeah. what is Dali Mini slash crayon? Uh, this crayon is the, nay Dali Mini. I believe this is the the difficult thing of what you'd call it. It is an AI model. What they kept referring to it. Now again, an AI model. That to me suggests it's uh, Carly Kloss or, or somebody like that. I don't know what an AI model is <laughs> aside, but it is an AI model. We'll, we'll, we'll agree to call it that. Devised by a French national living in Houston, a man named Boris Dema uh, from Normandy originally, uh, the northern coast of uh, France. Uh, this AI cue, this model takes a, a user's text prompt. And there's a text field, essentially a blinking cursor, and you type in a bunch of words, maybe a sentence or a description or some sort of gibberish that you give. And the uh, AI, it, it's one job is to scrape the internet for images to synthesize a generated collage result to, to some to some degree. Um, the inner workings are, are kind of a little too complex for me to begin to describe. Um, I mean, I was looking at, I guess, some metaphors. It was almost like some, some flowcharts where they were trying to show you with, with words and a sort of relational thing about what happens. Um, you know, it's not necessarily you're looking at code, but you're looking at the relationship with the routines and the way they play. It's it's above my pay grade. I didn't make enough money to, to tell you this. Um you know, but uh, uh, it appears to combine a few disparate AI systems, uh, a parsing language and scanning images. Uh, and then some intermediary uh, AI model fuses the two of these routines in some sort of abstract expressionist way. 
when it was ported to various websites for end user fun, uh, then the results began to pop up over social media. I, I used to started seeing it. Friends were doing it in um, Facebook and Twitter. And at first I just thought, oh, this is some weird shit posting because it's like weird images of Boris Johnson or uh, strange bullshit. And, and, you know, it has a very characteristic look. It's almost, Everyone almost looks like uh, as if Francis Bacon was painting the Muppets in, in, in a weird way, you know? <laughs> so it, it has this it has this very... Um, I like that. I yeah, like it, that. It, it has yeah. this very characteristic facial look that you... I realize, oh, this is all part of a thing. I'm seeing some meme play out, and I don't know what the meme is. And no one was saying... They were just putting the pictures up and not saying what the origin was, as if this is the private joke everybody else got that, that I didn't I didn't see. Uh, and that's what made me think, oh, okay, well, this is, you know... It, it seemed to be pretty profuse about a week or so ago and i thought oh maybe that maybe that would have been the time to talk about it but um so uh, you know I, I i some of the things i when i started looking at this for, you, you, like again it's whatever you punch into the text field so boris johnson and a bath of baked beans that was one of them and what it does it essentially invents an image that's very weird very smeary very uh painterly in a, in, a, in a weird way that approximates this. It, it, it just combines a billion photos to create this on such a weird level that, I mean, it almost looks like a computer was trying to make you dinner and you just gave it the results and it gave you ratatouille upon feeding it, you know, it's essentially a refrigerator worth of vegetables. Um, there was Kermit the Frog at the 2010 London Olympics. Darth Vader plays a bass <laughs> guitar. And it, it does what it says on the tin, you know. Like these are the these things look vaguely like them. Now, granted, some of these things it can't make heads or tails, or it it fails a little bit in in the imagination of what you intend it to be, as I found from playing with this. Uh, but you know, it has this weird strike rate and a very abstract way of executing this. That's, I believe, the appeal of this. We'll we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, yeah you've missed a very important piece, Bill. So there is something called Dali made by. What's it called? A company called OpenAI that is proprietary. It is not open source like Dolly Mini. Only certain people have access to it. It does the same thing, but much, much better. Dolly Mini is basically a ripoff of that that any schmo on the internet can use. And the results, we get this smeared candle look, whereas if you look at the results of the original Dolly, it's... Sometimes it's uncannily good. The, the Papa algorithm, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's part of the, you know, the, the aspect of this, whether you're going to talk about the sort of um, grandfather version or, or this little, um, you know, uh, 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 deliverance guitar playing, uh, you know, inbred mutant version of it. You know, it, it is kind of the same phenomenon, and they all portend a lot of questions that ask, you know, right. all these things it's, we talked about. Right. It's the same phenomenon, but, but it's almost like if Dolly Mini were its own sweet, generous thing, Dali would be, you know, the next iteration, the future of it. But but the future came first in a way, and it was just kind of ripped off and something not as good. Um, you know, it's it's the original Dali, I'm looking this up, uses a 12 billion parameter version of the GPT-3 transformer model to interpret natural language inputs. That's so what, if you was, know what I that means. Say, I was just about to say that. Yeah, you were going to say that, right, okay. Uh, and its name is a portmanteau of Wally and Salvador Dali. Anyway, so, uh, so as usual, you missed the most important thing. Um, freaking weirdness. I mean, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for the original Dali, and the input was a Shiba Inu dog breed in a beret and turtleneck. And this image is unfucking canny, man. It is uncanny X Men to the extreme, photorealistic all the way. Uh, okay, so 
all right, it's a computer thing, so I'm I'm always a step or two behind. I think this is stupid. Uh, multiple meanings of the word stupid. Um, and, and again, let's be clear, it's cra- It's now crayon. As of this week, it's crayon with the AI because the original Dolly people said, don't call yourself Dolly Mini anymore. I, I look at these results and I just don't find most of them to be very entertaining or impressive. Like the text prompts could be funny. Like you did, the one that made me laugh the most is your text prompt, uh, uh, Alien versus Predator versus Michael McDonald. <laughs> Like that was funny. I did that. I did that to cut you up. That's why. Right, I Right, right, right. But the but the funniest part was the prompt, right? Yes. yes like yes. I did a prompt I thought was funny. Weird Al on the Supreme Court. I looked pretty good was, actually. Uh, nah, but it was just pictures of Weird Al Yankovic, his face kind of smeared, wearing a, a judge's robe. You know, like <laughs> in front of a red curtain, like the red. Uh, yeah, big curtain. big fucking. Yeah, see, you're laughing, but like. I don't know. Somebody's got a smile on. I mean, Mister T marries Mister Rogers. I did that. <laughs> I mean, you're laughing, but I just I'm don't think because it's... again, you you were trying to cut me up with it, and it worked. It, yeah, it's... but but it's but literally the prompt for me. Yeah. The prompt is eighty percent of the joke. Yeah, yeah I yeah, did. Yeah. I don't think I shared with you Batman playing pickleball. You know, you're really trying to come up with this wacky shit, and the results aren't good. One of the few that actually made me laugh out loud, and I didn't come up with this. I found this on the web. Was Columbo. And Godzilla in a in a some in some kind of painting. Uh, I did a screenshot, like uh, a Matisse painting or something. And I just you know uh, you know hats off to whoever thought of something so random and specific. Columbo and Godzilla in a Matisse painting. You know, this is the kind of stuff that's hilarious when you're high on marijuana. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the real world, when you've come down, it's just it's just not that funny. I mean, maybe it's funny the way you know. I mean, again, that's high humor or, or or 11-year-old humor or stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it might be good for a week's meme kind of fodder, but this shit gets old really, really, really fast. Now, that is one meaning of stupid. The other meaning of stupid is this is bad, 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 bad. Now, we, we talked about a couple years ago, we talked about the Reface app, which is a toy version of what we've all heard of of deep fakes right and people have sounded the alarm about the existential threat of deep fakes and this is i guess these don't count as deep fakes deep fake means it's video right mm-hmm. Something like that, but yeah. but to a layman's point of view this sounds like of a piece of that we are going to get to a point we are at a point with the proprietary one the original dolly that you could make a picture of President Biden, you know, raping a baby. I'm sorry, that's awful. But, you know, someone's going to do that and say, look, see, I have proof. Democrats are pedophiles. And there's nothing funny about that. So here's a quote uh, from an article in in Popular Science from a guy. Sorry, I didn't get his first name and his last name I'm going to mangle, but he works for OpenAI. His last name is Gosmanyunder. Anyway. The point is he works for OpenAI, and he says, it won't just be an impressionistic version of Tupac or Darth Vader that people can create. Instead, it's going to be like, wow, this looks like a real person doing something. I could create an image of a politician doing something that they never did and eventually create an entire storyline and use that to disseminate disinformation. So (laughs) there's your problem, right? It's what I said. And apparently part of the reason they haven't released the original Dolly to the world for anyone to use is because they're making sure people can't abuse it. But 
I feel like that genie's been out of the bottle for yeah, a while. Yeah, and there's there's a bad actor roaming somewhere who's about yeah. to adulter it. Sure. And, and this is like back when we played around with our first use of the World Wide Web in the late 90s or even Friendster in the early 2000s. Oh, look how fun this is. You know, we can have a little gimmick, you know, see how many degrees of separation of movies between Tom Hanks and, and you know, Andre the Giant, you know, things like that. Or, or you're and, the man now, dogs. Yeah, just whatever. Just like the internet's just this fun, goofy little piece of shit thing and it not yet becoming something that can really have you know, existential underpinnings for society, for the world, for health, for the ecology, all these things. You know, we saw it with the internet in general. We've seen it with social media, and this is the next horizon, and it just gets worse. So this is stupid. I can't argue and or add much more than what you just said, but, you know, it's funny. Years ago, some early topic on this show— I may have been in the first like month of us doing this. You had said, uh, I might as well, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong here, I might as well press the side of my eyeball to generate visual I, uh, yeah. ocular yes. phenomena. Yeah. And I, said what, that and, about, I said that about EDM. I yeah. And that, about it's EDM. Like, that it would provide just as much entertainment. That's what people And I stand by that statement. I stand by that statement. It was actually known, I think, a Victorian era parlor game was to do that. It was to people would like press their closed eye and create ocular phenomena, you know, against sure. the retina. Sure. Uh, and yes, I, I kept thinking of that for some reason. You ranting and raving about something on a microphone. I was like, well, that's exactly what this is now. This is people just making goofy posters. It's text prompts. And yeah, I, I had a feeling that uh, at some point over the over the last 36 hours, I'd start getting the text from you that I did with your goofy prompts designed to cut me up. And, and it worked, you know, and it's like I wasn't doing that with anybody else. And it's like, again, it has to do with what you would ask would be designed to make me laugh. And it mission accomplished. It worked. Um yeah, you know, and and uh, I, the guy who comes up with this, I uh, the, the Boris Dama guy who's living in Houston, um, you know, like I, there's that idea that everybody's gonna try to, um, you know, if it's if it's there to do, we're gonna do it. Like we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. Uh, someone thinks of an unsolvable problem, we're gonna fucking solve that thing. We're gonna come up with a um, what what was it? The Google AI is claimed to be sentient this week, or some bullshit claim. Yeah, I was I, reading. I have no. I don't. Yeah, I. I, I didn't follow. I, up I, I have too many other things to worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Maybe if it's sentient, it'll save all our asses. You know. But uh, <laughs> we yeah. might be better off with the computers running things. Let's put it this way: It's like once I figured out what the shit posts were from people on Twitter, it demystified it. I made a few myself, and it was like, all right, moving on to the next thing. Let's just get to whatever the next. Uh, stupid meme topic of people making Drake, you know, Drake uh, uh, from Hotline Bling, the sort of him putting his hand up and no, and this him saying yes. Whatever the next meme is of a sort of popular video thing, we'll we'll get on to that soon. And we can talk about this in terms of specifically why it's dolorous and baleful in a couple of segments. But um, yeah, I really wasn't impressed by this and we could, we could really just roll on. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that account, like Weird Dali. They have like crazy images you know that they that they put on like the demogorgon from stranger things holding a basketball that is like insane that is like so cool why is this all over the media social in recent weeks recent days uh why did people create this why would they do this to us well i mean why did why would they do they they were thinking of us when they did this yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I guess I, there's, there's, um, you know, look, it's a goofy parlor game as a lot of this stuff, it, it tends to be. And I think that people, there are enough people, 
with varying tension spans that a goofy parlor game catches fire for a little while and it sticks around longer than it should. If you're in a room full of people that you could actually count, you know, in, in a terrestrial space, you could say, oh, this whatever joke fun thing this mentions is going to have a lifespan of, um, I don't know, X amount of minutes or X amount of hours and it's going to be gone. But because you're dealing with the whole of the web and everyone's on, everyone on social media... This will just keep grinding on for a minute as people make funny, goofy prompts. And to, to be fair, I thought, like, uh, I, one prompt I came up with was Phil Collins robs a bank and skydives like D.B. Cooper. Yes. And, and that didn't turn up any... Like, that. my prompt, I was filled with such hope trying to... Like, and nothing. It was, just, it was just images of dudes skydiving. There was no Phil Collins. There was no bag of money. There was nothing. I would, I would love to see, like, a video of, like reenacting the whole D.B. Cooper heist from him handing the note to the stewardess. But like the whole time he's singing, he's singing lines from Phil. Somehow he communicates the whole thing, handing the note, you know, landing and he gets the money and he lets all the passengers off and he, he locks the, the crew up in the front. And as he's tumbling ass over tea kettle into the, the Portland uh, forest outside of Portland, he's, I don't know. You tell me what song is he singing? Is he singing Susudio or something more I think topical? He's, he's singing. You can't hurry love. <laughs> <laughs> Your name's DB Cooper. It's all been a pack of lies. Paper late, paper late. Yeah, uh, that's, that's that. That might Genesis. be my favorite Phil Collins song. It's Genesis. I know it's I know it's Genesis, but it is a Phil Collins song in that he sung it. Yes, that's true. He sang it, and did he write it? Anyway, oh, I like yeah. that song uh, quite a bit. Right, anyway, yeah. So um, um, you know, it's this, is the, this is the paper late podcast. It's it's popular because it's a goof because uh, people want to do the same text prompts that that I did, and they just they like you know laughing at some small thing. Uh, I don't think, I mean, unless you bolt into the bigger uh, portent of this, the, the sort of more commercial uh, aspect of it, which is, you know, like we're living in the world of it being a thing that is going to be exported for use in, in art departments, if you want to call it that, or, or illustration and uh, whatever whatever you can use it for. That's something, I mean, I should, or I should that, talk about the grandfather algorithm, not this. Who the fuck knows what this thing is going to become? But I mean, it's popular simply because it's a goof. It's 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 you know, it's a, a diversion, a mere bag of shells, as they say. Mere bag of shells. Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, there's a type of humor that dominates the internet, and uh, you know, it's funny thinking back to when I was a teenager, and my I'm sure I've told you this, and I've probably mentioned it on the show, but if I had to pick one comedy idol, personal, uh, when I was a teenager, uh. Yeah, no. Okay. Number two would have been George Carlin, but number one would have been David Letterman. I was a big Letterman fan in the early 90s, uh, right? Or, you know, his his waning days at NBC. And then I still liked him once he went to CBS, but by then I was in college, so I didn't watch it so much. He, he literally, I think, started on CBS the month we started college. Uh, and one of the things I loved about Letterman was I loved just how he felt random and strange and bizarre and i used to always tell myself like how did this guy get on tv you know back when they were i mean he got on nbc man like it stuns me and nowadays that shit's dime a dozen you know there's eight billion people who could be as weird as letterman letterman somehow slipped through and i'm sure i could read a book that would argue how right i mean he he got the job done for years and years so that kind of humor now is the coin of the realm the realm being not just the internet, but 2022 comedy. Um, and it's it's of a cousin with what we talk about, first pass comedy. I think Letterman is 
in some ways, at least at the time, the exception that proves the rule and that he made first pass comedy work. I'm sure people would make the same argument about people like, you know, the kings of randomness, like Tim and Eric, people like that, who I like, don't quite get, but whatever. I know smart people who love them. Um, so here's a quote from an iNews article. iNews is a British reputable news site. It may seem bizarre, but the compulsion to create ever stranger combinations creates visual representations of what the internet has been doing with language for decades. The online world, particularly as it has evolved via Twitter, is obsessed with anything uncanny or slightly off. So that's the point. It's weird. Weird. Weird gets attention. Weird cuts through the cynicism. Weird is that kind of basis for humor, for comedy, for goofs, as you say it. That's why that's why goofs work, because they're weird. And I tell you, uh, Dolly, Mini, Crayon, whatever, awfully fucking weird. You know, what, what, one of the ones I sent you, Bill Cosby eating a burrito, I actually think that one kind of works. And part of it's just because it is so recognizably Bill Cosby's face and head, but his, his features are smeared like he's a melting candle. Yeah, which we're not, we're not uh, too sure he's not, actually. Yes. Well, and then his brain's a melted candle, his soul's a melted candle. But then iNews continues and it gets darker and more serious here. Why is this popular? Quote, attention spans are decimated. History and context are often all but irrelevant or at least manipulated to reflect the speaker's own truth. What better way to summarize these circumstances than an AI into which you can type Shrek as a Greek god and get a result that looks like a surrealist artwork? It's often said that we're living in a glitching simulation as current events start to feel and sound more and more unbelievable. Dolly Mini is the glitch illustrated for us. Yeah, this is not good, you know? So um, it's a goof. It's a goof that accords with what we're all about. And it's a goof that takes us down the road that too many people are too eager to go down. And, and woe to them and their children and their grandchildren and their species. Sorry to be dark, but it's been a dark couple days in America, friends. This is Boris Johnson in a bath of beans. Noah, would you have liked this as a kid? Yes, of course. Because my tastes were less refined. I was into the more stupid, which is ironic because I didn't smoke pot at the time. Uh, I was into the you know more stupid, like ridiculous crap humor. Um, so yeah, I would have just laughed at the stupidness and not felt as much the uh existential dread what about you yeah I, you know i hate to denigrate something this 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 guy dama who clearly put a lot of thought but he didn't he just ripped off the the other people i don't think he did oh he did you no, keep yeah, forgetting you keep forgetting about this thing that has been ripped off oh uh, no he didn't rip off the idea he wrote his own algorithm he he did the actual work all right well this. fine he did the work but it was the concept was there. I'm just saying it's very complex. It is a high... Uh, uh, there's, there's yeah, a, I could do it in an afternoon. Yeah, 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 right, right. Get a kid yeah. in here to make it. I can't even back up the data in my computer, but somehow I could do that. I'm just saying it's like I'm, I'm going to denigrate all this work and the sort of amount of moving parts and the stunning level of technology. And, and literally, I'm going to equate it right now to a pinwheel or a bop it. <laughs> or a fidget spinner, or, or anything that you use to divert attention for a moment. You know, and it's like, honestly, when you're a kid, something that does one thing, if, if it is, for instance, a pinwheel, if it is a bubble wand, you know, like, there there is a time where it affects you in life where that, that is enough to divert you for a long time. You know, you, you get bored in the moment, but you pick it up again because you get a little endorphin hit from it. And this has, this, even though there is a billion, you know, there's a billion subroutines and all this, this sort of computing processing power, 
it seems to me to be just the momentary d- diversion of a pinwheel. You know, mm-hmm. it, there's not much more to it than that. Um, you know, look, yes, I, but pinwheels aren't going to lead us down a road where there is no truth. There is no fact. Every lie has as much weight as that is correct. Truth. Yeah. Pinwheels were not that threat. Dalimini is an open source community created project inspired by the first version of Dali and has kept on evolving since then. Is there any aspect? <laughs> I think we've already covered this. Is there any aspect of Dolly Mini Crayon, uh, OG Dolly, that augurs doom for Homo sapiens sapiens? Well, I mean, that's what it winds up. We wind up digging into that here is that, you know, what's what's always nestled into the technology uh, is that stuff that looks goofy and benign and maybe like so has a very simple use or something stupid like reface, which is just a goofy, you know, a gag that you do. But then it always winds up portending something darker the more you ponder it, you know. And that, that's, yep. that's what you've been talking yep. about. Yep. But that's what I said about Friendster and yes. playing around with bullshit on the internet and, you know, all that stuff that seems so fun well, and I harmless didn't, in the I late did 90s. not think, I've, look, I, there's no way I could have dimensionally looked at Friendster, for instance, and saw what social media would, would metastasize into. It, it just, it, I just couldn't, I don't have that kind of vision. But also, like, we, we didn't know that a psychopath like Zuckerberg would become the king of it. I yeah. mean, I guess someone smarter than me could have predicted that. But, but look, we saw the immediate danger of deepfakes. That was plain, plainly apparent uh, the minute it came out, the minute people started talking about that. Uh, you know, when we're in some ways waiting for the kill shot to see what this tech does, you know, to actually concretize rather than a threat uh, or a, a vague uh, threat, we're going to see actually what it does in terms of it and it starts ripping shit up. Deepfakes are already out there. It's not just the Tom Cruise guy who does a really good impression, but, you know, you're going to see this stuff actually getting, you know, becoming actualized soon. So, I mean, this looks innocent enough, but when you consider the ramifications of AI-generated still imagery designed by a simple text prompt, you know, which is crazy, you got a weird future ahead of you. You know, and, and I was thinking about this, and th- this is far from the worst thing. But uh, as somebody who came really? out, of, no, as I say, right. as somebody who came out of a uh, you know print background. 35 years ago when we were moving cold type when i was scrivening bibles in the middle of a uh, you know an abbey somewhere noah uh you know with, with the book of kells or something like that <laughs> yes. oh my god gutenberg was such a fucking asshole that guy was a prick worst boss i've ever had he's so he was yeah. hiding his own supply that fucking guy yeah yeah but guy, you know yeah. the, the art of commercial illustration i think of this because we, we both talked about this off mic we read the new yorker and uh, you know we we love and trust in the concept of the cartoonist and the the commercial illustrator and the artist and we love comic book art and we love uh, draftsmen and even if it's done digitally with the wacom tablet um the idea that we've spent a lot of our time in life enjoying illustration if you have sort of obviated um the process of illustration on a sort of craftsman level by just you know a routine a, a a or a series of overlapping routines you know, it it's uh you could almost like put an entire or you could you could cheapen more so an entire quotient of what we just considered as part of our creative economy. Again, this is far from the worst thing, but I'm I'm almost saying right now, this is what I think like for instance the little Shiba Inu in a in a hat was designed to do. It's to people that just say, I need a piece of art for something on the I, you know, right. there's a blog on something. I I need a goofy right. piece of art for an onion article or or you know, polygon.com or screen crush or you know, something just to stud an article somewhere or to put on social media. 
I want to make a meme of um, uh, Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi selling hot dogs. And it's like, rather than getting a person in there to Photoshop that, maybe there's an AI that could just, like, stitch yeah. that shit together quickly, you know? And, and, and I'm not saying that's the best thing in the world for an artist. However, it was a respectable gig, and it has been for the longest time. Well, uh, congratulations. I didn't think of the end of, you know human artistic craftsmen as being yet another apocalyptic nature of this. I think this is one of the worst things we've looked at. And, you know, you've given me another reason to think that. Uh, (laughs) I've made it clear my problems with this. Uh, You know, I'm reminded of Jurassic Park. There's a famous line that Dr. Malcolm Ian says, the character played in the movie by Jeff Goldblum. It's Dr. Janice Uh, Ian. Yes, Dr. (laughs) Janice Ian. Yes. Uh, Was Janice Ian... No, she wasn't a brand new key. She did at seventeen and a couple uh-huh. of songs. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, was that you? You spent so something like you spent so long thinking, could we do it, that you didn't stop to think, should we do it, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's basically what Jurassic Park is about: is like crazy ideas. Hey, we can get this done, and it's just it, it'll it'll destroy us all. And I think that's, I think that's the problem. A big, you know, problems don't get much bigger than this. I think so. Yes, I am sympathetic to the commercial artists, you know, for sure. Or, or any artist really, if if this is gonna make their job obsolete, they're gonna be like fucking travel agents. Uh, but um, I just I see even bigger problems. And like I said, like the truth will no longer have any mooring. Right? Someone can show you proof of. I saw a really bad meme the other day that some, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if whoever made it was really trying to fool people, but it was a side-by-side picture. It was a picture of when President Biden fell off his bike. And then next to that, they had clearly Photoshopped, but I've seen worse Photoshop jobs. It was side-by-side with a picture of some guy like popping a wheelie on a badass like motorcycle and there's Trump's head on it. So... You know, I think it was made as a joke, but who knows? I'm sure some idiots would believe it that like, oh, Biden's the decrepit old man who falls down and Trump's such a badass, which yeah. is just it's, it, whatever. It's still devotional religious materials, you know, it's right, like, it's right. like a gutta for uh, idiots, <laughs> a gutta for idiots. <laughs> and instead of Maxwell House, what coffee brand is it? I don't, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, like this will take us down the road of anything is real. Anything is true. Because I want it to be, and they and that guy I quoted who works for OpenAI, the, the company that makes the original Dolly, you know, he paid lip service to this being a threat, but like uh, the cat is already out of the bag, the genie's already out of the bottle, whatever you want to say, and you know, this is really not good, and I don't know the way back from this. A child with a really really long nose slipped into the uncanny valley, and a face hugger on a cat was scarier than I expected, and also sadder. Noah, lay jealousy on me. Tell me where that fits in in all this. Uh, the only thing I'm jealous of is you and some of the people online because you thought of more interesting prompts than I did to play around with this. <laughs> okay, right? Yes, I just, yes. I couldn't come. I kept coming up with like, for some reason, Batman playing pickleball, Bigfoot on the subway. I like Bigfoot I kept on the say, subway. That was a good one. You like that? I kept wanting to say like so-and-so playing some game and it just didn't work for me. And you were a lot more clever. Uh, you know, you had, I mentioned, I had Cosby eating burrito, but, but, uh, I had Mi- Alien Mr. Versus Pr- Mr. Belvedere sits on his balls, which is really Mr. Belvedere sits on his balls was, was very, uh, <laughs> it was really you were hoping somewhere in the internet, there was actually a picture of that real incident or that so, it would folks, synthesize what it would have looked like when we were there. So yeah. 
Right. We're already down the unpleasant road, but this is what this means. So our friend here, listeners, Bill Scurry, is somehow under the impression. Has this been documented that this really happened? Uh, it's still urban urban legend. It's still urban lore. Yeah. So Bill believes that the late, he's late. He's dead, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The late Christopher Hewitt, an actor who, how did he first gain fame? It was before Mr. Bell. He was in some big movie or something. Oh, he, uh, well, he originated the role of Zoltan Carpathy in uh, My Fair Lady, of all things. Okay, there you go. So this actor, who's probably best known now for playing the title character of the sitcom uh, Mr. Belvedere, uh, apparently in his old age, he injured himself by uh, sitting on his testicles, which, is that really even possible? I mean... There's been billions and billions of people through time, Bill, who have had testicles, and presumably all of those people have sat at Look, some point. first of all— I just don't understand how that could happen to a Counterpoint A, why are we talking about this if, if something of the like didn't happen to, to, to Christopher Hewitt? Because we talk about Richard B- Gere sticking a gerbil up his ass, and there's a 0% chance that that has ever happened to anyone. No one has ever done that. If it happened, it would be in medical journals— and we would know about it. You cannot stick a gerbil up your ass and live, yet somehow people still say this as a fact that Richard Gere, who is still alive, did this. There's every possibility some moron made this up, and it never happened. Counterpoint B, uh, part of the story I heard is that uh, Christopher Hewitt was wearing something akin to track pants. So he wasn't wearing a fitted trouser that would sort of keep your testicles in check. He was wearing something that allowed for a little flow, so if you're going, if you want to document this, absolutely, and we're going to sketch through this now, uh, like we're doing a three, like you know, we're, we're creating a scheme. One maybe assume that his testicles were pushed out through the, his closed leg beyond his 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 uh, his ass, and so he actually when he sat down, it was apparently he was in for a, it was a uh, table read for Mr. Belvedere. He sort oh, of oh come on, he swanned in. And as soon as he, he, he was a late and he sits down on the wooden chair and apparently both of his testicles, not ruptured, he needed hospitalization. So he was put into an ambulance and rushed to Cedar sinai or something like I, that. That's the I, story I, I heard. I, okay. The story you heard. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was told. Uh, anyway, so that's what Bill believes because he's insane. And he he wanted uh he wanted crayon whatever to show it to him and instead it it I mean it showed Mr Belvedere sitting on like what like balls from like a ball pit or something right or it was um, images of like soccer players you know like that was just sort of painterly repurposed there's nothing really uh, Christopher Hewitty about it though oh I thought I I really glanced at it quickly I thought it really looked like. Mr. Belvedere. No, I, re- I require a better fidelity when we're talking about Belvedere-related imagery. I, I have high standards for these sort of things. Belvedere-related imagery. That show, man. How do we all know about that show? It was only on for like... It was huge. And Bob Euchre was on it. Bob Euchre, the, oh, well, the Bob, Uke, you know? St- stars don't come bigger than Bob Euchre. Um, <laughs> you know, well, Bob Euchre got in trouble when he, when he did guest commentary at WrestleMania 3 for revealing on air that Vince McMahon owns the WWF because at the time they didn't want people to know that. I'm not impressed by the amount of labor uh, the, 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 that goes into this. The vision, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm sort of been denigrating this if we turn the microphones on. Um, you know, and that's it's hard to be jealous of it if I don't quite, if I can't quantify the amount of work and, and, and you know, the plan that goes into this. And you see people with whiteboards who work in think tanks come up with this stuff. First, they have to design the um, 
you know, the, the, the flow of information, they have to make an algorithm to execute it. You know, I, it's so beyond the pale of being able to understand how you create something like this. That would be the only thing I can understand making me feel jealous. But I mean, you know, if this is just an abstract piece of garbage that kicks out images. Uh, and, and, you know, if it's going to start destroying or further ebbing away the, the bounds of sociable life in, in, in this country, in this planet, then no, there's clearly no point uh, in being jealous in any facet of it. But since we're done with that, Noah, well, let's pivot right over to the fallopian scale and uh, let's rank this on the XYZ axis of all of our topics. Yeah. Well, I believe I said at the time that Reface, you know, the which is very similar to this. It, it's the deep fake toy, online toy, that is very rudimentary and everyone's having fun with, but it 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 heralds a much more dire possible future. I believe I said that was the absolute, you know, sub-zero negative Kelvin scale, whatever item on our list, even lower than Jimmy Fallon. And um, I think this is seven eighths of that. So pretty fucking low, Bill. Interesting. I, yeah, I, you know, I, there was one thing I pulled out of the ether when I was scrolling through the list of topics. I thought that it's kind of as inert and limited on its face as Flex Seal was. You know, and Flex Seal, the reason why we talked about it was because it was a fucking meme that popped up out of nowhere. People ironically took these these uh, commercials and chopped it up and, 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 you know, recombined the imagery in such an ironic way to make all these shit posts out of it. Uh, you know, look, is there a possibility that Flex Seal can, in fact, uh, uh, you know, make a, a, a dinghy uh, saleable again? Yeah, that might actually have some use for all I know. From what we understood, Flex Seal tape didn't actually do what it said on the tin but hey what are you gonna do um if this the use of this thing if the the sort of grandfather algorithm if if the if this was done properly and it becomes useful i mean it could ascend uh if it has responsibility tied to it uh, it could ascend as high as like a vapor wave you know something else i actually love okay. and, and, and employ semi-regularly but as it is i i know, just, just it's just uh, a fucking you know it's a parlor trick but it's but yeah but like fine if we were guaranteed it would stay a parlor trick okay but no we're there's not guaranteed no way, that at all. yeah there's, there's no, no way. way you could guarantee no, that no. i mean if you could do yeah flex seal is not gonna it's a parlor trick or whatever those little wacky memes and there's some there was some craft behind them um vaporwave same thing but this has just got such deeper problems and frankly possibilities which is why you brought up that other point which is not good either about it could make you know artists obsolete in so many ways right yeah right so i I just think that you're those other things are are very small ball versions of this i just think you gotta you gotta consider this on a much more macro level and and frankly a much darker level i would consider it a deep personal favor if you would find past episodes of this show on apple podcasts soundcloud google play and stitcher tweet to us at noah and bill show write to us noah and bill don't get it at gmail.com call our toll-free number operators are standing by right now noah's ready to pick up your call Give us a review on the aggregators. I, that's not true. Give us a review on the aggregators. That's how people find out new podcasts. Uh, I am on Twitter on a more personal level. You can interact with me uh, and the, uh, the the cr- the crew of interns I have running my social media. Uh, pretending like George Takei, they pretend to be me. They 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 approximated my voice. It's really it's a really good approximation. Yeah. At William Scurry on Twitter. 
YouTube, my stuff is on YouTube, youtube.com slash amcaesar, and uh, now Noah will uh, prattle on endlessly the way I have. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get in touch with me, reach out to one of my secretaries. Uh, secretary, does anyone still use that word, secretary? Okay. Uh, I'm all about the big quiz thing, bigquizthing.com. Check out our new website. It launched, second biggest news story of yesterday, it launched. Um, but what what do we do? We do the finest in corporate and private trivia events virtually and in person nationwide and beyond. Uh, yeah, check it out, bigquizthing.com. That's all there is to say. Until the next uh, AI-driven, thin, detrimental, and facile episode of this podcast, we, we don't, don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2022.